Yeah. Your mental matters, mental matters. Your mental matters, mental matters. Your mental matters, mental matters. Your mental matters, mental matters, yo. Your mental matters ain't a simple pattern. We need to have a central chatter. Food for thought, grab a platter. My mental ain't for rental. I'm essential, man, it's simple. I'm a ripple in the rip, though. I don't wanna sick my ship, so gotta know your mental. Black life is hard, I don't resent, though. Feelings really real, we should present those. Talk about it, you should know your mental matters. Your mental matters, mental matters, yeah. What up? Yo. Yo, everybody. We are, we are here for episode 85 of the Mental Matters Podcast, joined by my brother Jarrell, I am Richard, and we have not been kicked off the SoundCloud streets yet as <laughs> we round these laps to get to episode 100, and therefore, um, before we get really going, introduce our guest, Jarrell, how are you doing? I've been all right. I've um, I've just been trying to get to a point where I can make more money than less time so i ended up getting away from the job that i'm currently at right now to a different job that's paying a significant amount more of course the ultimate goal is to not have a job just had his money on autopilot but i'm gonna get there one day so yeah still doing that still doing real estate heavy um outside of that i mean go to state you know we picked up the w so <laughs> yes, they did. Peace and Mac Dre, we're gonna do it for the Bay. We did it. So listen, shout out again. As we mentioned, we tried to predict. Well, Andrew kind of already had his money in the pot, so we tried to predict what would happen in the NBA Finals. It happened exactly as I thought it would. Dubs mm-hmm. and six. I mean, it, it was inevitable. You guys, you got Chef Curry being three point goat. You got one of the best big threes in probably the last decade, if you will. Um, hey, hey, Boston, good show, but uh, yeah, it was, <clears throat> they ain't have it this year. I knew that, man. But hey, <clears throat> Detroit versus everybody. That's all yeah. I can say. They say Detroit and the Bay is cousins, but we gotta take care of the house first. I can't, I can't go kick it with my cousins until. Take care of the house, but anyway, um, yes, that is a third voice you heard in the background, ladies and gentlemen. This brother right here is somebody I have been trying to get in contact with for very, very selfish reasons, but you'll see why this guy is important to the culture, important to Black Boy Joy, if you will. And hey, I'll I'll let you further introduce yourself, brother. But around here, we call him the shoe. Doctor, <laughs> so tell us, tell us, tell us what's your name, where you from, and what it is that you actually do. Because when I say shoe doctor, I don't want somebody thinking you can just simply bring a shoe back to life. I, I want you to start okay. with what you might do. Go ahead, tell us, do what you do. Uh, so my name is Kenneth Taylor. I'm the owner of the Shoe Doctor Sneaker Laundry. And uh, I'm from Highland Park, actually. Everybody, uh, a lot of people think I'm from Detroit, but actually born and raised Highland Park, Michigan. Uh, my whole family been to Highland Park since like the 50s. So like my whole family went to all the Highland Park schools. So I'm really like from from Highland Park. And I like to uh, let that really be known, shed a light on Highland Park City. Mm-hmm. But uh, my company, The Shoe Doctor, basically, 
2012, uh, I seen the need because I was a sneakerhead. And, you know, like a lot of people, we got 50, 60 pair of Jordans just sitting in the closet. We wore them about two or three times. I probably wore them once. They dirty and we on to the next sneaker drop. So you feel me? But you really, you know, you bought an outfit, probably bought a couple outfits for that, that one select pair of shoes. Mm-hmm. And you want to put them back on your feet. But as the world started moving, you know, it's everything sped up. So we really ain't got a lot of time to do the things that we used to do growing up, as in cleaning out your own gym shoes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I seen that need when the local shoe repair shop denied me of getting my shoes clean. You know, I call every shoe repair shop in the city. That's how I started Shoe Doctor, because I was trying to get 20 pair of shoes clean. The shoe repair shop told me that they didn't clean gym shoes. They clean them now, but this was in 2012. They didn't mm-hmm. see the need because, you know, they so used to people bringing in taps and heels and stuff that you get caught up in your box and you're not moving with the times. Well, mm-hmm. as the now, people wearing Yeezys to weddings. You got people wearing Jordans to church. You got pastors preaching in Jordan ones. Mm-hmm. So it's like the world is moving in a different direction. It's not the direction that y'all business plan is. So let's say like a business plan is a breathing document. So you got to, it change every day. So you got to change your business with the time that you're going to be left behind. That's like every shoe. That's why you see the shoe prepared industry is slowly declining because they're not transferring over to what people wearing now. And that's the need that I seen. Okay, damn, don't nobody, they ain't cleaning no gym shoes? Okay, but shit, I've been standing in line with niggas since I was nine years old. You mm-hmm. feel me? I done mm-hmm. built a relationship with them niggas just on hold my spot line. So I ain't get all these sneakers and not meet nobody while I was getting them. So right. shit, I changed my Instagram to Shoe Doctor. Cleaned them 20 pair of shoes. I like people who dropped them off and my phone was ringing ever since then. So, and my service is basically... I used to do the full restoration and gluing the shoe and all that, but I had to realize, like, that's why it's not no franchise shoe repair companies because you got to have a certain expertise at each one of those different services to scale your business. And that's hard when you, you know, you got to train an employee in. Three days, three to seven days, but you can't train somebody to do that for 37 days. That takes years of experience really? to glue somebody's mm-hmm. shoe the right way and make it look good. That ain't no over, you been no weak thing. Mm-hmm. So I, I got to drop a lot of these services. Like, it's good, but I'm going to be in the same position that they was in. Just got to look at history. In the same position that they was in because you got all these different types of services that mm-hmm. only you can, only I can offer that service. Right. My employee can't offer that service. I'm going to be here forever in this shop. So I'm like, I cut a lot of this shit off. So now I only, <laughs> clean. <laughs> I only clean shoes. Now, just like you go to the uh, to the, um, damn, the dry cleaners. Mm-hmm. I'm a sneaker dry cleaners now. Just how people drop their clothes off. You just want them clean because you don't want to mess up this. Dior shirt or this Gucci shirt or these Mary jeans. Same way you don't want to mess up your drawer uh, ones, your off-white drawer ones, your off-white Vapor Maxes. You don't want to clean those. 
Yeah. You want to fuck those? I'm gonna fuck a fifteen hundred dollar pair of gym shoes up. You right. know what I mean? Uh, and as long as they could be able to get them back quick. <laughs> exactly. So I'm gonna drop them off to sneaker dry cleaners, and shit, that's how I grew my company. That one belongs to y'all. To the sneaker dry cleaners. I I want to say that first and foremost, as a person who's come to grips with the fact that. I love shoes more than the average person. To know that there is a person out there that provides services to do like a, at worst case, a good deep cleaning of my shoes. And mm-hmm. yes, I brought two pairs to sit here to talk to you about today. So <laughs> I ain't trying to solicit services through the podcast, but <laughs> I want to let people know and inform people that there are organizations and businesses and companies no matter how big, no matter how small, um, that offer these type of services. However, today is a Jarrell Mitchell product shizzle. So (laughs) with that being said, I'm going to pick and choose to ask my questions, but uh, I'm going to, wait, how we do it? Wait, I'm going to decrease so Oh boy, he took it to church. (laughs) We love you. We need you to preach the word of the Mental Matters podcast. (laughs) I feel you. No, so one of the first questions we always ask any guest that we have is why does your mental matter? Um, Uh, my mental. I mean, like, elaborate a little bit more. Like, what you mean by my mental matter? So, you know, I guess I would, I would ask it a different way. So, like, as far as, like, your mental capacity, like, your mental stability um, on a daily basis, you know, that's something that, uh, that, like, guides us, and we depend on that in order to get us through the day. So, I guess, you know, from your perspective, you know, what, why, would you, why would you say your mental matters? I guess, you know, what's the collective? Oh, yeah, thing? you definitely, like, I mean, well, dealing in my field, being an entrepreneur, you definitely got to be, like, mentally motivated. And, like, it come, I ain't going to lie, like, I ain't even been motivated lately because it's, like, all the things that come with business. So you got to keep, like, something that's going to keep you motivated and stay goal-orientated because, like, you can get knocked off the square so easily out here. I guess, like, so, like... The mental really, I mean, that's everything. Like, it can slow everything down. You, it, it can start, you can start self sabotage your own business if your mental not right because you, you know, you know the things that you're supposed to be doing, but you're not doing it because you're not motivated to, you, if that makes sense. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, with you being the shoe doctor, right? Like, one mm-hmm. of the things that, you know, our podcast is based on mental health. You know, you very much a part, like an integral part of the shoe culture and everything. There's a connection between shoes and mental health, right? So I, I shared an article with Rich in the background earlier today. Like, hey, it's like the article said it was like nine different emotions that go into somebody having not necessarily a shoe addiction, but having like a love for shoes, right? So mm-hmm. it's like one of the things, one of the emotions was like anticipation. So anytime we go on 23 is back or kicks on fire and look at that calendar, you're looking to see what's the next drop or whatever, like you said. And um, like from anticipation, 
it goes to like eagerness from eagerness to the point where you actually make the decision of am I going to get this drop or not if you don't get it then you know sometimes you do a regret because you pass on something that probably was fire in person but look you know not good in photos all those different type of emotions that they laid out in the article or whatnot but I guess like the question I have for you you know you see so many shoes come through and like you said you've been standing in uh Jordan release line since you was nine like do you still get a certain emotion when you see a specific shoe or a certain shoe come through? I ain't gonna lie, like since I became the shoe doctor, mm-hmm. I my shoe addiction disappeared. Okay. Like, I'm not I tell everybody, they be like, I know you got a thousand pair of sneakers in your closet. It's like, mm-hmm. no, it's like I fell out of love with the sneaker culture when they started doing those raffles. Like that's by my anticipation, my eagerness, and my gonna be like, I don't wanna be y'all picking people to win a raffle. And I was like, no, I don't wanna get up and beat the person around. That was my that was my high. Like, I'm about to beat everybody the first person in line. I'm gonna charge a couple niggas to cut in front of me. You feel mm-hmm. I me? Mean? Like they took away that that part for me, like. You know, I'm going to see like, all these niggas in line that I see all the time. <laughs> it was a part of my life. Like, that was it. Saturday mornings was, I got to get up early. I might damn near stay out here until about, you know, about 3 o'clock in the morning and wait till this bitch open. People I heard capping. We smoking weed in front of this bitch and everything. <laughs> and we're fine. Like, you me? So you see all type of shit happening in Jordan Line. Like, party on Saturday morning. You see everybody. So it's like, you know, you grab them. You might be get, get lucky and they might let you grab a couple extra pair. Now I'm about to ride to the Foot Locker and I got the extra pair. Everybody you pull up, everybody, let me get them, bro. Let me. That shit is a high. That's that's, that's the addiction right there. Listen, you I can't if you know, you know. I got these bitches today. You feel me? I gotta wait until the store open, until two hours after the store open, until they call my phone to come pick up. Ain't nobody see me get my shit. I ain't see none of my old Jordan heads. Like, mm-hmm. it's like it's that was a major part of it right there. Like they lost me with that raffle shit. So it was like. So let me ask you this, because you bring up a very valid point. I remember <laughs> a time, and I, 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 I stand by this story because I, I need them to bring this shoe back. It was 2006. I was at Mr. Allen's with my cousin, and we were in line for a shoe that he absolutely was ready to punch somebody over. <laughs> the Air Jordan Retro 7, I think it was called like the Chambray Chambray's. They were black, gray, and like a periwinkle blue. It goes with the best of your denim jeans and a black tee or a black polo. They were perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember somebody pulled what you just said about, hey, yo, man, get in front of me, bro. It's all love. Somebody did that for somebody that wasn't even getting the shoes. I was able to get my 10 and a half. He was not able to get his size 12 and a half. And he's still mad about that. <laughs> 16 years later. So with that being said, I remember getting up early. I remember trying to beat the rush, beat the lines. I wasn't doing that for cool grades because I knew what time it was. Um, But what would you say that you would get up earlier for? Waking up for that Jordan release on Saturday back in the day or waking up 
to do what you love to do currently, which is acting your capacity as a shoe doctor? I mean, who wouldn't want to go back to that time as a kid? I'd rather get mm. up and go get the damn shoes right now. <laughs> I wake up to pressure every morning. So it's like, yeah, I'd rather wake up with nothing not occur in the world just to have to think about getting these shoes. So, yeah, I'd rather do that. Mm. Big fact. So I want you to know <laughs> that because we're living in an aging stage where passion overwrites punching in. Mm -hmm. Like, you literally get to do what you saw a need to do back in back in 2012 as your, I don't even want to call it a 95 because you run the thing. Like you literally run the business. So mm -hmm. like from that standpoint, um, I, I'm with you. I, <laughs> I'm really <laughs> tired of these raffles because sometimes I get them, sometimes I don't. But right. this year, since I've become more intentional about sneakers, I, I don't know what's in the air. I think I got some of Jarrell juice. Yeah, <laughs> Jarrell got his own juice. If you didn't know, it's called I got him. Uh, <laughs> every Snipes Jordan raffle that I have entered, I have literally at least one, one to two pairs of whatever shoe it was, whether that be a grade school size for my cousin or sister, or that size 10 and a half, 11 for your boy. I don't know what's in the water. I don't know what's going on. And hey, you know how, like, out, it just get more hits. You know how, like, you just be stuck in your ways of doing something, like, how you know, like, okay, like, just say an older person that used to getting up on Sundays and get the newspaper. You feel me? I know older people that you could read the news on your phone mm -hmm. and they still get up and go get the Sunday paper. Because they fell in love with reading the Sunday paper. I don't care that it's on my phone. I just want to read the paper. And that's how I am. Like, I just can't do the raffle because that was part of my love of falling in love with shoes mm -hmm. was the standing in line and beating people in line. And yeah. that. So it's like just switching over to the raffle. I just I just don't feel it. And it's like I meet so many people that say the same thing. Like, yeah, bro. And they brought that raffle too. Just like... Mm -hmm. I don't know, and that's what a lot of people say like you just a hype beast because you got two different type of sneakerheads. You got a sneakerhead that love the shoe, and mm -hmm. you got a sneakerhead that's for the hype of the shoe. Right. And mm -hmm. I look back as being the kid, I was for the hype of the shoe because I really can't give a fuck how it looked. If everybody was getting up to get it, mm -hmm. I had to have it. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted to be that one person that was like, "Oh, you didn't get them. That's crazy." Yeah. Man. <laughs> and then, and then, oh like, dang, that's that's real crazy, bro. Dang, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, I'm sorry. sorry. I got him, bro. Look, I wear it one time. I don't even like them like that. I just got him. That's why I have some. I don't know, man. You know, just has you know a little something I picked up. You know, I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't stand people like you. Oh, what you do that right now? <laughs> no, you were the man of my existence in high school. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, uh, I had Eric Perry when we was in middle school, bro. I, yeah. I ain't missed a beat there. If I missed a beat, it's because I was in trouble or something. Mm -hmm. And that's what's crazy, too, because I ain't never know that about you. It seemed like you always was in it just because, like, it was, like, the coldest shoe that came out. Because, like, you, Jante, everybody okay. else who have them, you know, like, y'all, like, I'll be telling Rich, like, when I go get shoes now, I'd be like, yo, 
the seventh grade, everybody had these. And like, it'd be like you, Jonte, Eric, like, everybody <laughs> come to my head. Like, they was was everybody. Yeah, like my parents was just like, yo, you can get some S dots, you can get some new balances. I wasn't getting no Jordan. So it's like, now that I got money and I got like, you know, I got access to them, I can get them now. And I actually, I pulled this one out because I know you had this when we was in middle school. And oh, you had this one. But these was the two the the middle school that I was like, <laughs> When they came Listen. out, I was like, I got to get these. Uh, real <laughs> ball okay. hey, those are two of the best ones that came out of middle school. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, Jarrell literally know. bought these shoes so that he can invite you to join our podcast to show you <laughs> that he finally got them. He, know he brought those two out for no other reason to let you know, like, hey, bro, we here. Now hey, look, I can remember. I remember arguing with niggas about getting both of those pair of shoes. Like, I think the whole school down there had them. Everybody, them two pair of shoes that he just pulled out, I think down there, everybody that was in our eighth grade class that was, got the drawers and shit had them two pair of Except, except for me. I was on <laughs> you said you was an s and shit. You ain't talking. <laughs> it was certain people that I knew I had to get the shoe because I knew John Tate and Maurice was getting these bitches. Oh, no, I got to get them. For sure. Yeah, and I sent Rich a video when I picked up the Playoff 12s. Duh. I sent him a video. I was like, I wanted, these in seventh, I wanted these in seventh grade. I was like, please. <laughs> I remember people used to wear these on the left foot and then they wore the taxis on the Fuck right seat. And uh, I put these on the front seat. I put the seatbelt on them and I took a video of them and I sent them to Rich like, dog, I finally got them, man, after like 14 years. But wait, but wait, That's but, but wait, wait, wait. No, I remember this because one, that was, I think that's like number two of all time great Jarrell sneaker stories. <laughs> I'll let you get into the cool great thing in a second. Okay. But I think at the beginning of this year, I looked at them playoff 12s. I was like, they nice, but I really, really want these Del So 13s. I feel like not everybody's gonna like them. I love them. I like the whole Cherry Jordan 13 vibe it gives, which is switch the red out with the yellow. I'm here for it. I'm rocking them, grabbing them. I don't care what happens. Bro, and I think the, the last they really time came out like within a week of each other, and I was like, "Damn, right. yeah. <laughs> I gotta get them playoffs too." <laughs> All right, bro, I know you in Cali. Secure me a pair. I'll just pay you for them. Don't even matter. <laughs> no cap. Okay, oh, I ain't gonna lie. I think the last pair of Jordans I got, like that was on a release date. That should be probably like four years ago. Mm-hmm. I ain't got no jerseys so long. Like, I I, I kind of started liking Yeezys more than jerseys. It's crazy. You know, okay. I ain't gonna lie. I think I got way more pair of Yeezys than I got Jordans right now. So I guess I like all the, out of all the Jordans you ever had, or not even Jordans. It's like, what would you say is like the shoe that's like your grill? Or like, have you ever had it before, or like, do you still got it? Uh, my favorite. Two shoes all the time, and it's just like I go off like durability and like comfortability and like style. So like my number one shoe all the time is the floral KDs, the ones with the flowers all around the front with the brown trimming on. Okay, mm. I had done for like I done for like five years. Somebody stole them, okay. but 
they never messed up. I'm like, it's for like you got you walking, like you got some uh slippers on when you put them bitches on. Okay. I ain't gonna lie. Them was number one shoe all the time. And then they they just go so good. You know how to dress, them bitches just go so good shit. And then my number two shoe is the uh army green and black uh Jordan Nines. They're my two favorite shoes all the time right there. Now, like, I, I might be like you, Rev. I get them floral KDs again. I'm gonna strap them bitches on the seat just like you. Like, yeah, walk them <laughs> all. <laughs> welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Now, do you own those Jordan Nines? I actually do, but I I fell in love with them so much, and I started working them every day. They started becoming one of my work shoes, and then mm. I just wore them. Like, it was a pair of shoes. I think I wore that shoe. It's 365 days in a year. I think one year I probably wore that shoe probably like 250 days out there. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that boy was a beater. Didn't even know Man, that. that boy was a beater, but I love them boys so man. The crazy thing about it is they wasn't really that messed up. Mm-hmm. Like, them boys lasted for a while. I will say this though about Jordan 9s, because I have a pair of Jordan 9s, but it's the boots. Mm-hmm. The moment snow start hitting the ground. I think I wore them boots like every day. I was wearing them to work. <laughs> I was wearing them to the grocery store. I was wherever I, I wouldn't take them to the trash can. But like I was wearing them everywhere else. And at the end of the winter, I was just like, it's like I wore these like twice. Right. That's what I was talking about. You know what I'm saying? It's something about the Jordan 9s. It was like they was made to last. To last. Sure. I will let you know because, of course, this podcast is like borderline sneaker appreciation. Um, they are re-releasing the Olive Nines, however, with a slight itty bitty change, and I don't know if you're gonna be with. So, I think you should get them, but you know, I'm with. There was the change on them. So I believe on the Olive Nines they were olive green, black with the red. Hit on the Jumpman logos. I think this time around is more of a Concord touch. So it's the same olive, it's the same olive nine, but instead of all the red hits, it's a Concord purple hit. Uh, I don't know why they made that change. Uh, I, I don't I, know. I don't like that. But I feel like it's one of those things if you are nostalgic to the original, uh, you got to see that one in person before. But the way sneaker culture is, I ain't gonna lie. You gotta buy the shoe just to see it in person these days. Jarrell got me thinking about going to get my two favorite shoes. He even dropped his on here like that. I might get on uh <laughs> on eBay uh, stadium goods and see if I can find them. Now. I ain't hey. even thought about them to this podcast. Hey. <laughs> hey, that's what we do, I guess. Listen, talk about I'm about to log in the goat while Jarrell asked you questions. <laughs> And I'm gonna send it to you. I got you, bro. Easy. Uh, so um I guess next question would be like, what do you want everybody to know about uh you as the shoe doc that they might not know? Um well a lot of people think that I just like you know how like you get new followers and like at one point in time I got a lot of followers at one time, so everybody kind of thought that you know I just 
opened up a shop on Living Noise and everything just worked out. That's what a lot of people think. And so like you got a lot of people that be trying to start their own shoot off the thing. And I love it though, because the more people that start cleaning shoes, you know, it build the industry and then it create more of a need from my service. So I encourage people to open up their own shoe cleaning business. Mm-hmm. But I just want people to know like it just ain't happen overnight. <laughs> it ain't happened overnight and that's like i really like missed out on a lot and that's why i want entrepreneurs to know like a lot of people see me out they see me doing a lot of different things mm-hmm. and you know like how y'all said y'all been doing your podcast what for four years now yeah. it took five years for me to even get like some good traction like yeah i had a store open and shit but it wasn't doing good enough for me to you know be in there, you know. So like consistency every day, for like five years into stuff we start elevating. You know what I mean? So okay, that's mm-hmm. what I want people to know. I've been doing this shit for down there a decade now. Next year be ten years. Hey, hey. I remember you had the store. <laughs> Seven and Van Dyke. I still drive past that every day to get to work. I'd be looking over there. Yeah. Like, yeah, I remember he had to shop over there. <laughs> Man, I was trapping out that motherfucker. Like, nigga, I, when I got that stuff, bro, I, I remember getting that stuff. I was, I had got on Finkel and it had started going good. But on Finkel, I was partnered with a dry cleaner, so I only had half the shop. Mm-hmm. And we were piling shoes on top of shoes. And we had all the people on the east side complaining, like, I don't want to drive all the way over here. Yeah. I ain't no west side motherfucker. I don't pass forward. Like, you got to be kind of like, damn. I'm all right. Well, fuck it. So, nigga, I started driving around on the east side. I ended up uh, going to the liquor store. And I seen that. That stuff was little as fuck. Mm-hmm. Like, so I seen the store and shit. I called the nigga who owned the liquor store. My renting that bitch only eight hundred dollars a month, mm-hmm. but then I had to build a wall. Me and my cousin built that bitch. I ain't never built a wall in my life. <laughs> we built the wall, put a door on that bitch, and I opened that motherfucker up mm-hmm. and got a banner, mm-hmm. and we was cleaning shoes in the back. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like, a lot of people, if you're an entrepreneur, you just gotta do that shit. Like people be waiting and be like, bro, I gotta have this, I have that. Like no, you don't. If you wanna do that shit, do it. Like. Okay. It's gonna come together eventually. Like, like you probably look up next year, y'all have dog ass podcast room where y'all, y'all like, <laughs> shit, shit be changing in a matter of time. You'll look up, it'd be like, damn, okay. I'm interviewing fucking Obama. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Big fast. What, 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 what would you attribute to like making, I guess, like the click, like the click that went off in your head or the green light that you got in order to like go to that next level? Um, and I got fired from my job. It wasn't really like the click for me to step it up was my girl was pregnant mm-hmm. with my baby. I was doing construction. I was delivering drywall. And that company, like, you could really elevate that company to making it. I was making like, I made like $17 an hour, but this was like in 2012. <laughs> I, mean, I was a little bit of pay, but I'm only like, I got like 21. So I was, you know, I was kind of straight, make 17. Yeah. You can move up the ladder kind of fast. All I do is go get my CDL and be making 26. But that was my plan with this shit. Like, I was just doing shoe doctor on the side. I had a suite in the Greenfield Plaza. And mm. 
was making a little bit of cheese, but it wasn't no money like that. I was charging three pair of shoes for ten dollars type of shit. So I was getting customers, but I wasn't taking it serious to the point where I'm like, I'm not gonna be the shoe doctor for the rest of my life. I just came up with the shoe cleaning shit, man. So many people calling my phone now that my mom, I'm, I'm still staying at my mama crib that she tripping about all these shoes at her crib. Okay. So I'm like, I gotta go get a suite somewhere. I'm not even, that's how you know I was, I'm like, I'm not even thinking like, I'll give me my own crib, clean around my own shit. I'm like, I gotta give me a suite and a plaza and not hire my brother to clean them bitches while I was at work. So I get on work and go help him finish the shoes up type shit. Hmm. So, you feel me? So, and I got all of a what I was, what was my point to? Oh, no, no, no. It was just talking about, like, the moment that, you know, everything clicked. Today, you think, oh, you know, I got fired. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The white man. This this how the... Oh, <laughs> we say that? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. It's unfiltered. <laughs> All right. So, boom. This how a company worked. So, I was, like, the hardest working person at that construction job because I seen how fast you can move up in the company type shit. Yeah. So, nigga, I ain't never missed a day. I never was late. Niggas be calling off, walking off the job site, all type of shit. So we had a dispatcher. The next job above me was to become a dispatcher and shit. So I was there for like two years. And uh, the nigga who was our dispatcher, he had quit. So all the people at the job like, yeah, bro, you about to be our new dispatcher and shit. Whole company. Mm-hmm. Everybody, I done got cool with her. You know how you be cool. You know, finesse your way into the system. You know, everybody love you. Like, yeah, yeah all right. <laughs> but I'm young too at the same time. So instead of it being my job, like everybody thought it was, the head of the company, they got another shop that was in Lansing. He paid the nigga that was, uh, he paid somebody from their company to move to Detroit. Mm-hmm. Pay this rent and everything and to become our new dispatcher. Okay. So that already pissed me off. So when the nigga got there and shit, and the whole company kind of salty. So everybody kind of still listening to me because that's how I've always been. Like, right. Everybody already listening to me because I've been there so long. I know how to do shit quickest. So everybody come to me for the help. Yada, yada, yada. And they not come to ask him shit really because ain't nobody really feeling them because they like, that's some whole ass shit. That's supposed to be this nigga job. Yeah, y'all played it like y'all was gonna give it to him, and then y'all moved the whole nigga yeah. out here for his job position. So yeah. basically, the nigga felt like nobody was gonna fuck with him till he got rid of me. Okay. So uh, then my baby mama ended up having to get rushed to the hospital. It's the end of the work day. It's like four o'clock. I'm like, uh, can I go to the crib? He like, I got one more job for you. I'm explaining the situation. Like, they rushing my baby mama to the hospital. She, he know I got a baby on the way, all type of shit. Never been late, never walked off the job site, none of that. So, boom. Now, I'm, I'm like, all right. Me being so much of a good employee, mm-hmm. I stay yep. and finish the last job. Okay. Now, check that out. I'm going to stay. Yeah. Fuck it. All right. So, I'm waiting for the truck to get loaded with the drywall. A little white boy come in. He clocking out. I'm like, damn, how you get the clock out? Mm-hmm. He like, yeah, I just told John I had to go run some errands for my mom. I'm like, you, I'm like, you told him that you had to run errands for your mom. He like, yeah, he just told me it was cool, I can leave. Yeah, that's fine. I just explained to this nigga, somebody get rushed to the hospital, and this little white boy go tell you that he got to run some errands for his mom, so he got to clock out. Right. And you let this nigga leave. 
Oh, say, say less. I'm clocking out. I'll holler at y'all. Mm-hmm. So I clocked out right behind him and left that bitch. Okay. This nigga, I'm getting up. So the next day, ironic, this so crazy. Next day, my birthday. Mm-hmm. So, boom. I'm coming to work on my birthday. Because yep. I'm so much of a good employee. Everybody else take off on their birthday. Take their vacation. You get paid, but leave. Mm-hmm. I'm coming to work on my birthday. I'm putting my clothes on in the morning. I get a text. I, uh, yeah, you don't have to worry about coming in. You left the job site early. You walked off, so you, uh, you've been terminated. What? Right. I see niggas leave all the time, get pissed and leave, and they still working in that bitch. My own cousin's still there to this day. And that nigga leave that motherfucker her bitch. I said, <laughs> I had to call. I'm like, bro, you serious? I'm like, I ain't never even got rolled up before. Mm-hmm. He like, yeah, but you left the job. So he like, so, you know, they said, I got to terminate you. I'm like, bro, I see people. You got like, I ain't been there for almost three years. I see people leave all the time off the job site. They still right. there. Right. He like, he like, well, I'm just delivering the message of what they told me to tell you. Like, it ain't, not, it ain't, it ain't nothing I can do about it. Right. I just hung up the phone. That's mm-hmm. when I had my moment. Like, yeah, I'm not never working for nobody else in my life. Yeah. Cut that mm-hmm. shit. Like, yeah, I got my own little shop in the Grandfield Plaza. How can I elevate this shit? Yeah. Cause I'm never working for nobody else. And it was just that. Like I put everything, it was like I'm pressing the gas on like my marketing, networking, mm-hmm. uh basically everything, bro. After that day, I stepped everything up. And it was just like that that was that was my moment right there. I tell everybody that getting fired from my job, just seeing how a job can play you out of something like mm-hmm. it, it really ain't no it, you, it don't go by your work ethic. it go by oh. and I see it as being a business or I mean like shit I had employees that work better than my brother they probably should have been my manager to this day mm-hmm. but guess who my manager my brother yep 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 <laughs> <laughs> mm. I get it <laughs> that's, that's, that's one of the blessing in disguise moments then Exactly, bro. Like, that's how business is. Like, I don't go for how good you work. If somebody finally gonna need a job, they gonna have that job. No matter if they're experienced better than you or not, they they getting it over you. So you might as well build your own shit and employ your own people. And that was my goal. <laughs> okay. okay, I'm gonna throw it back to Rich. You got anything? Now you know I got all the things. All right, let's get to it then. Thanks. <laughs> They, they, they call you the shoe doctor. You answer the question about why your mental matters. However, I'm about to be like these employers that you be, you be talking about. Mm-hmm. I have a different requirement. I need to know. I, I don't need no deals. I don't need no cut corners because like business is business. I support black business. I have this pair of shoes that I need help with. I don't know what it needs, but this ain't how it looked on the shelf. I know that for a fact. Mm. So, that's your quick assessment. You talking about the yellow on the bottom? What was that? You talking about the yellow on the bottom of the shoe? I'm talking about, I want this, I don't th- I don't need it to look like it's in a box anymore, but I need this boy to look better than this. <laughs> yeah, see, the only thing about those is the the yellow soles is one of the services I don't offer no more. Mm. I can't even make them look better than that because all I can do is basically clean it. I mean, if you want to clean it, I can do that, but I make yellow them. Yellow sole, I don't have it. I realize. I really make the shoe on those, the gum bottom. 
Wait. Mm. You said you can make it gum bottle? No, I said that's what make the shoe look good on those is the gum bottle because they basically all black. The gum bottle, when they be icy blue, it look way colder. Yeah. Big facts. You got me out here thinking about a soul swap. I'm like, maybe I need to. Nah, you can buy some You can do it yourself. I just don't do it no more because I tell you, I'm trying to scale my business. That should take too long. It's a too long a turnover. Yeah. And niggas ain't gonna want to pay for what I'm gonna charge for that turnover time. So I just rather not do it. Mm. So if there was somebody out there that had a shoe that looks just like this condition and they wanted to pay you to get this done, get it done right, you would be like, absolutely not. Absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) Fair. That's why I brought two shoes. Because I knew that pair is pretty much out the door. Now, what about these? So, I got this pair. Very, very good price. Well, I actually found it at the Nike store. I was very surprised I found these. Mm. Again, we understand the bottom is what it is. Something about this suede, etc. If I just wanted to drop this off and be like, "What's that on top of the suede? What's that on the suede at the front?" Hmm. I know. So this is like the whole. It's supposed to be like the class of 2020, 2021 Jordan 5, the lows. Mm-hmm. And this is like that graduation cap material here. Oh, uh, okay. That's what I was looking at. All right. But yeah, I clean up. So, yes, I need to drop these off at Livernoy and almost seven miles and holler at you. Yes, Absolutely. Sir. we doing that. Cool. You all right with me, man. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's the most I had. But no. Um, but you mentioned something, and I'm, I'm always a progressive person. In fact, if there's somebody that tells me I can't do something, I'm always thinking about, all right, what will turn that into a potential you could do it? So is it that, let's, let's go back to the example. <laughs> let's go back to the example of the Air Jordan 11 infrareds. Um, this is a very comfortable shoe, by the way. I I stand by it, but I had to buy it a size and a half bigger. And Drill knows why, because he got some Air Jordan 11 lows recently. He was like, these boys feel like they squeezing my feet. Mm-hmm. Um, in order to be able to offer that service, I'm not asking you to think of how can you actually do it, but what type of skills or skill set would you need to invest or teach somebody to be able to add that to your guys' business? Um, I mean, like it really, I mean, I know exactly how to do it. It's really just taking the time out to come up with a system to put into my system to do it. Okay. And so right now, like, I got to deal with Target going on where I got these smart lockers. Like, my time just be investing a whole lot of different places. Like, when I finally get time to really sit down and really expand the business from the outside because it's kind of growing from the, growing, I mean, expanding from the inside because it's growing from the outside right now because we about to open up our first franchise store in Roseville. Mm-hmm. That's probably mm-hmm. my next month, you feel me? Then I'm about to do the deal with Target in Atlanta at Perimeter Mall, but they're going to put the smart locker in there. Mm-hmm. Then after that, I plan on moving to Houston. So it's like, I really ain't had time to add like products, shoelaces, 
uh, I wanted to sell socks, shoot out the t-shirts, hats, uh, do the icing of the soles. But it was just like, shit, I can't not slow down the expansion to where it's already expanding for what I got. You feel me? That's just going to be extra cheese to add on. So it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I plan on bringing the icing sole back, but it's just like, shit, just going at a rapid pace right now where I can't even sit down and come up with techniques how I used to because you – you got to come up with a, a process and then teach it to somebody else, and they got to follow that exact same process. You feel me? You get different type of shoes, different sizes, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. And every fuck up, I got to pay for it. So that's at the same time, too. So it's like, I started the Icy Soul shit. I done melted a nigga shoe. I done made a nigga soul come off, all type of shit. So it was like, that's the people out there. It just ain't no, yes, can be taught, but it just ain't no, like, yeah, quick, quick play. Like, well, I'll tell you what, I am willing to be a guinea pig <laughs> in order to help your business grow. And it's not me saying this on a very selfish manner. I mean this because I'm all about black business, us maintaining and owning our own things, while also making sure that we grow by any means necessary. So with that being said, if you need to have this as like a teachable moment to invest in like I think you have two locations across the city of Detroit right now currently. If you want to sit down with one person from each of those offices and be like, hey, we're going to teach the, the concept of the icy souls. It may not be perfect, but this is the first go around. If you want to use this pair of shoes to be that, I will offer this pair of shoes for that reason. I agree. He been saying he was gonna bring them to you for like the last like five six months, so he's serious. <laughs> yeah, I, I am so serious. I mean this. Not a, I joke a lot about a lot of things. This is not something I'm joking about because I think that any and everybody that cross paths with you is either for a season for a reason. And every single podcast episode we've been involved with, such as yourself, dope people from here or around here. That's out here doing things from the owner of the social club uh, grooming company, Far Sebastian. We've had Kevin Dedner, the founder and CEO of Hurdle and Health. We've had David McCullough, like the owner of the first mental health gym, Inception, out in Farmington. Who's also, I believe, had an office in California. I am all about literally like connecting with people that not necessarily could do something for me because I feel like that's very selfish but like I believe in this true concept of ecosystems so mm-hmm. any and everybody I, we, we talked about this I think in the last episode or it's even in passing Detroit not impressed with celebrities because we are the celebrities right. like we all own our own business we all have our own styles we all do our own things such that if you just simply go to the African World Festival, <laughs> you probably gonna get them all in one space. <laughs> or like the Jazz Fest, or like the fireworks, or like anything going on in the city of Detroit. If you simply have an event in or around the Metro Detroit area, you very likely gonna have all those heavy hitters in the same room, mm-hmm. the people that just do things. And with sneaker culture being for me, Sneakers off often say, sneakers is my self-care. So any and any way, any and every way I can to have dope sneakers on my feet or 
talk about and showcase different shoes, things of that nature. I'm here for it. So the offer stands when you're ready. I know where your shop is at. I definitely got you. Drop them off. I definitely got you, man. But I need it back. (laughs) 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 But we appreciate you coming on for episode 85 and uh, sharing with us, you know, one of our experiences with uh, shoes and everything like that. Um, I know you, you could uh, tell the people where they could like drop off at or any other information to get in contact. Uh, so you can drop your kicks off at 18701 Livernois. Um, that's in a historical fashion district. Or if you're in the Atlanta area, you can drop them off at 2770 Lennox Road. Be five minutes from Lennox Mall in the Buckhead area. Or if you're out of state, you can log on my website, shoedoctor.com. You spell shoe, you spell doctor out with two R's at the end, .com. And it is give you the link to ship the shoes. Uh, our Instagram is shoe underscore doctor. That's uh, you spell doctor out to two R's in the end. Most definitely. We will make sure that the way to contact you and your social media things are included in the description area for this episode. So no doubt. Before you get out of here, I got one last question. Maybe two, but definitely one. Yeah, you might need to puff that for this question. (laughs) So you are on your way to, I'm going to say Juneteenth Barbecue. That's the only 4th of July I know. You're on your way to the Juneteenth cookout. It's come as you are. You fly fashionable self. They might ask you to bring like some plates or some ice. That's fine. Whatever. You bring the side dish. Don't matter. Cool. You got a dope fit that you probably want to wear. But what pair of shoes are you rocking to the function? This is the vibe check. So Juneteenth? Yep. That's currently in your collection. Right here, I had this on yesterday. That's how you get somebody to show their shoes, ladies and gentlemen. Remember that. <laughs> you a true sneakerhead by even by heart and passion. See, I only wear heat. See this heat right here. See, if here I'm we gonna go. put on some gym shoes, I'm gonna only wear heat. So you know, we got the uh <laughs> Charles Witherspoon, Air Maxes, you feel me? These about fifteen hundred right now. Ebay, yeah, <laughs> I don't wear these just for the colors. You know, you got the almost African thing, got the green, the yellow. Mm-hmm. Throw them out for the Juneteenth. I don't think I ever saw those before in my whole life. Yeah, oh, they got <laughs> the. Uh, look at this. Oh, let me show you. This is come off. This and I look under that bitch, and then you can buy different ones to change for this bitch. So, like, all the ones that this come off, uh, they like named by like different uh athletes and shit. Okay. So, like, if you see a nigga with, with a velcro thing on it like this, then them mm-hmm. Air Max probably cost at least like over $800. Dang. Uh, and I got these for like 300 I looked them up on even if it was going like 1500 now. I'm like, oh, yeah, 
<laughs> that look like the shirt you wore today. I ain't, I ain't trying to call you up, but it look like this is what you wore today because I see the shirt. Yeah, I, no, I, uh, I ain't even crazy. What I did, damn, I did wear these. I did have these today. That's the crazy thing. <laughs> you right. I had to look around and say, man, what's your, oh, yeah, I did wear these today. I told you, sneakers is my self-care. I get into this. <laughs> we can probably go another hour talking about what fits and et cetera with the shoes. And then my last question is this. We're going to end on an extreme positive note. Do you get ready with the outfit first or the shoes first? Shoes first. Boom. There you have it. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> that's. It's episode 85 of the Mental Matters <laughs> Podcast. I got to thank my brother, Ken, a.k.a. the Shoe Doctor, for sharing his business, sharing his world with us, for joining the Mental Matters community. Yep. For this and all other episodes of the, of the podcast, you may check us out at www.mentalmatterspod.com. We are on all versions of social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and yes, even TikTok. Search the Mental Matters Podcast. You will find the only mental health podcast starting to short for black men black people in general on those social media platforms soundcloud iHeartRadio, spotify apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts where you can stream us and with that being said and black known jarell do you have anything to share with these good people uh before we cut these lights out stay hydrated and uh life is short go to therapy buy the shoes where you get that from? <laughs> merch. The merch is available, ladies and gentlemen. You go to our Instagram page, check the link tree, links to all of our merch, including the collaboration with First Creations is there too. Life is short, t-shirts, normalized black mental health, and most importantly, it's okay to not be okay. Most importantly, you cannot be okay, and that's also okay. So, with that being said, we love you guys. Stay up. Summer is here. The sun is beaming on our foreheads. Make sure you stay moisturized, as Jarrell mentioned. And I'll remember, as he said, you know what it is. Wear them shoes, too. All right. We out. Appreciate y'all. Yes, sir. Sir. Sure.